Hello and welcome to C3 Newcastle City Podcast. It is our honour to host you and trust you will enjoy this message as much as we did. For more information about C3 Newcastle City or to connect with us, visit our website, www.c3nc.com. He's given us such incredible leaders, but God has actually given all of us, all of each other as well. And why wouldn't you share this with as many people as you possibly can? So uh, I, I fully, fully applaud uh, this step of faith that we're being asked to take and uh, you know we've got to spread this as far as we possibly can I'll just give you a few examples uh, in my life so you know like church doesn't just introduce you to God once in your life and then that's it and then you meet him again when you get to heaven but church actually helps you throughout your life helps you be the person God made you to be so in the time that I've been here which is about three years um, a friend of mine uh, who was away from faith for a long, long time, for many years, has found faith in God partly through being part, you know, coming to this church and partly through the church helping me be the person that I'm supposed to be. And that's really exciting. Uh, someone yesterday, um, actually someone on Friday, texted me and said they're over from Auckland, a young man who used to work for me, and he said, um, can I meet you for coffee? I'm over in Newcastle. So I met up with him, and he's absolutely heartbroken because the relationship's come to an end, and he sat there teary-eyed talking to me at the table. Uh, and I'm thinking, why would a former employee of mine want to seek me out to... After about relationships, for goodness sake, it's not like I'm exactly the person you would necessarily go to on that front, although you probably should. <laughs> but he wanted to pour out his heart to me, and I've been texting with him, and the texting this morning saying, I'm praying for your happiness, and he's come back saying, oh, that's so good, and... But this is, these kind of things happen, these interactions happen, these possibilities for you to share love with people out there happen because you come to a place like this where people are encouraging you to be the person that you can be. And, uh, you know, don't we want to spread that as much as we possibly can? And a final story I'll share with you that um, another reason we need to spread this far and wide, we have incredible teaching uh, in this church. Um, Maybe this Sunday accepted, but generally speaking. So who, who remembers Pastor Ryan talking about how to hear from God in dreams and visions? Were you here for that period? There must be more than two people. So show of hands, who remembers that, right? It was, and it was excellent. And what did he say? He said, and you know, I've been going to church for, yes, it's 53 years now. And I know what you're thinking. It couldn't possibly be, but it is. 53 years, you're also thinking, white cord, seriously? But um, I know some of you are thinking that. Just get over yourselves, because it's good. But 53 years I've been coming to church, and, and the teaching Ryan gave on how to hear through God, from God through visions and dreams was phenomenal. And I want to share uh, you know, a bit of an experience in my life that uh, that has led to. So he said, what you do is you imagine... You, you then test whether that what you're imagining, test what, whether what you're imagining is a godly thing. Does that sound like, feel like, does it stack up with what God's been saying in your life and the scripture? But you start with the imagining, you test, and then you ask. So that's what I've been doing. And I had dinner with uh, Ryan and Erica a few weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about my career, and I, I don't know, those of you who know me know I really like talking about me, and so that's kind of what a poor old Rob, I went out with dinner, for dinner with Rob a few weeks ago, 
and we were, I don't know, two hours or something. He asked a question at the start. Oh, I talked about me for two hours. <laughs> he was texting Ange under the table, get me out of here. <laughs> it was good, though, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, so we were talking about me all over dinner and, uh, and my career and what have you. But what I said is that because everybody thought I was going to be applying for a certain job, that everyone who runs underwater eventually applies for a certain job when it comes up. And I said, I'm not going to do it because I don't think it's what God wants me to do. But in line with the asking and testing, sorry, the imagining and testing and asking, uh, I said, I've started imagining what my future could be. You remember this conversation? And uh, I said, I've started imagining and I think I know what it is. And I said, the phone's going to ring. And I, when I put the phone down, I'm going to say, wow, I didn't see that coming. And as I said it, I got the tingles. And I said to them, I, I think that was like, that was prophetic. I think that was real. And about two or three weeks later, the phone rang. And I put the phone down and I said, said to myself, wow, I didn't see that coming. And I got straight onto them and said, you'll never believe this. So uh, I am so, so blessed because uh, it was announced Friday that I'm the new Chief Water Officer for the state of New South Wales. Yeah. Which is amazing because I get to share all of the things that we've been doing here at Hunter Water that we care so passionately about across the state. And, and it wasn't even a job when we were having that conversation. It wasn't even a thing. And there was no way I could have seen it coming, but I started imagining, and then I started asking. And why am I sharing that with you? Because that's what other people in this city will get if they join our church and they sit under this teaching and they become part of us. We will all hear from God in ways that will change our lives, and you'll go, wow, I didn't see that coming. So uh, if we did nothing else this morning, we should remember that, that this church is growth isn't about being able to feel good because we've got more people. It's about being able to impact the world in a really powerful and special way. And for that, I think we should put our hands together and thank the Lord. So, let's do it. So, I'll still be around in case you're, um, in case you're worrying. Why would you be worrying? Uh, in case you're thinking, oh, no, we're going to miss him. I'll still be here. Um, just my Mondays to Fridays will be mainly in Sydney. Right, so I'm going to really quickly now get into some scriptures. So, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to, 6 to 11. Um, and we will finish by half past, right? So don't worry if you're thinking there's no way he can do this in 13 minutes. He can. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 11. And I'm not going to read out all the words, but you can see them on the screen. Um, but let me say, if you so sparingly you're going to reap sparingly. And if you sow generously, you're going to reap generously. And the difference between sowing sparingly and sowing generously, I think, is faith. Because in Hebrews 6, sorry, in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So as we stand uh, at this position as a church where we have this opportunity in front of us and we have to think about it, and all of us as individuals, and incidentally, the honesty and openness of a leadership that wants to stand up and share all of that with you, you don't get that in every place, I can tell you. That's fantastic. But it's down to us. It's not down to Ryan and Erica and the board and the leadership. It's down to us. 
how much faith have I got to sow generously? And you know what? If you sow generously, you will reap generously. Because as we go on through that passage, if we have a look in verse 8. In verse 8 it says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good week. So it's abundant. All things, all times, all you need. This is actually, it, you know the great thing about the Bible is it's not just great teaching. It's actually beautiful literature as well. I love the way it's put together, but it's all things, at all times, all you need. It's all. It's everything. It's abundant. That is the God that we're talking about, that we're saying, dare I so generously into what a God who can do everything I need, all things, all times, all I need. This isn't a God who's going to give you a bit every now and then and, you know, sometimes you'll have what you need. You know, this is all things, all times, all you need, abundantly. Why wouldn't I trust a God like that? Why wouldn't I want to so generously into what a God like that wants to do? And later in the same passage, it says um, in verse 10, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So it's not just... This is the ultimate circular economy. So some places at the moment, um, people are talking about the circular economy, so maximising recycling and all that sort of stuff. But this is kind of circular economy with with wheels or with kind of something supernatural behind it. Because you sow and you reap, and from what you reap, you sow, right? So far, this isn't too confusing. I think you're kind of up with that. You sow, you reap, and from what you reap, you sow. But he says he's going to enlarge your store of seed. So as you sow, it's not just from what you've reaped that you've got a bit to sow. You're going to find that your store of seed has grown. You have more to sow than anybody else could have imagined. And he's going to magnify the harvest. So it's not just, you know, you take 10% and you put it back in and you take 10% and put it back in. But you find that as you take the 10%, there's more seed there. Remember the story about the flour and the oil? I haven't got time to look it up. Go and look it up when you get home. But the, the flour and the oil, it never ran dry, did it? It went on and on and on. But it took faith because it takes faith when, you haven't, when you've only got enough to make one little cake. And you say, okay, I'm going to make the cake for you. And what did you find? Every time you went, there was flour and oil and flour and oil. Where did it come from? It wasn't a recycling of 10%. So your store of seed enlarges and the harvest you get from it enlarges. This is kind of like, this is multiplication in a way that you can't really imagine. And that's the abundant God who gives all you need whenever you need it and there's, there's no question about it. And that's the God that we're being asked to trust. Now, it is about money, but it's about so much more than money. I want to jump to um, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 29. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, 
because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. I can remember Sunday school as a kid, we used to sing a song. I haven't got time to sing it to you, which is a shame, isn't it? Because I was going to. But we used to sing a song about the wise man build his house upon the rock. Did you just sing that in Australia? Yeah, and the rains came down and the floods went up. I mean, we're almost going to... If we had time, we could have done an old-school singing of that song and all the youngsters would have gone, wow, what did we miss out on? Great. It was, no, seriously, music in our day was awful. But do you hear the words that God has said to you and then choose to build your house on that foundation? Because if you don't, when the rains come and the winds blow, it's gone. I have to say about rain, they announce I'm the state's chief water officer on Friday and it rains on Saturday. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. Should have acted quicker, that's what I say. But anyway. I, this is true, right? This is true. And this is one minute of my thing gone, but it's worth it. So I used to help Thames Water International with a, with a company in Malaysia that we owned. And it was a very strict Muslim uh, part of Malaysia. And um, the rains failed. And I used to go out there once a year for about a month. And it hadn't rained and hadn't rained. And so the Muslim leaders of the city were going to call it a day of prayer. Um, and someone said, Dr. Jim arrives next, le- next week. Let's see what happens. No, no exaggeration. I got off the plane. As I got off the plane, the first drops of rain fell. <laughs> That's what you want in your chief water officer. That's what I would do. Anyway, back to the story. You have a choice. I have a choice. Am I going to hear these words week in, week out, these really wise words and the teaching that we are blessed with, with the leadership of this church? Am I going to actually build my life on those things? So am I going to, if I had not chosen to do that, I might have got this other job that I was thinking of applying for and everyone said, I can't believe you're not applying for that. But I just knew that wasn't the right thing to do. And potentially I'd have missed out on this amazing opportunity that has come from the fact that I chose to put into practice the words that I heard. Look, many times in my life I've not done that, right? So I'm not saying I'm the good guy, you should just do this. What I'm saying is you have the opportunity week in, week out to put into practice the incredibly wise words of teaching that we hear in this place. And more than that, we have a whole city out there who needs to hear these words. And imagine what this city could be and imagine what this community could be if people's normal practice was to say, I'm going to build my house upon the rock, the great foundation. Um, Now, some of you may be thinking, gosh, they're asking me to give money, they're asking me to change the way I live my life, they're asking me to take risk. Well, I I think we are. I don't think you can really say there's faith without risk. But it's a risk in the God that gives to you abundantly all things, every time you need it, all that you need, right? All, all, all. Go back and read that verse again. That's the God we're asking you to take a punt on. It shouldn't be feeling like a punt. Because it's the God who is abundant in all things at all times, in all that you need. But for you, the risk is you're having to choose to build your life on that foundation, that rock.
you're choosing to trust in him rather than to trust in your own capacity and capability. So in, in 1 Timothy 6 and 17, it says, uh, command those who are rich not to put their faith in wealth, which is so uncertain. And whatever it is that you might want to put your faith in, whether it's the wealth you've managed to build up over time, whether it's the degree qualifications you've got, whether it's your wonderful CV, whether it's some capability or talent or gift or whatever it is, do not, it says, command those who are rich not to put their faith in those material things, but build your house upon the rock, on the great foundation of Jesus Christ. In, uh, and in Matthew six nineteen and 20, it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourself treasure in heaven. Because, you know, ultimately, all of this is about the life that we're going to have in the future, the life that's truly life. And so this life is incredibly important. But this life is building to that life. And do not build up treasures for yourself for this life. Build up treasure in heaven, treasure that, will, treasure that will last for eternity. And you do that by building your house upon the rock. We're nearly there. I should have told the band when to do that bit where you come up. I didn't, sorry. Perhaps the band would like to come up. I'm not, I'm not very good at doing that bit, but we're there, right? We're that close. Matthew 8, 23 to 27. If you are feeling anxiety about how much of a step are you being asked to take? And it's a big step, right? Um, the leadership is calling us to make a big step, and not just in money, but a big step in the commitment of our life, to say that actually there is nothing more important in my life than being the person God has called me to be, not the person that I want to be, right? And, and what we give in money is just an, an expression of that. In Matthew, 20, uh, sorry, Matthew 8... In verse 23, it says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Look, you could do a whole series on Jesus calms the storm, right? Seriously, not only is this the God that is the God of abundance, the God who will give you all that you need every time you need it and in every way, but this is the God that will calm the storm for you. You will have storms, right? Stepping out in faith, it'll feel nervy. There will be times when you feel like the boat could go down. But they wake him up and say, say, Lord, we're in a storm. The boat's being rocked around. And he speaks and the storm is calmed. This is the God that we're asking you to put faith in today. And I wish I had more time. And probably most of you don't. But I wish I had more time to go further into that. But just remember that he calms the storm. He's the God of abundance. It's all you need every time you need it in every way that you need it. And yes, we're asking you to do something that will feel a bit nervy. But is it really taking a risk? If you really believe this is the God that we're asking us to take a step of faith for. I want to just close by reading from uh, Psalm 
65. Psalm 65 verse 9 says, You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the temple with grain. For so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. Another translation says your, your paths drip with abundance. There's, there's overflow, there's excess, there's abundance. And, you know, here we are in a state that's in drought. And we know what it's like to be, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month. It's dry, it's hot. Where's the life? You crown the year with bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. That's the God we're asking to take a step of faith with this morning. Now look, you know, we haven't had time to do a big build-up and I haven't whipped you into an emotional frenzy and all, you know, like I normally do. <laughs> but I'm asking you to make a decision today, a decision that says, I want to build my house on that rock. It's as simple as that. I want that dripping abundance. And I'm prepared to do what it takes to get it. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and it was a great encouragement to you. For more information about C3 Newcastle City, visit our website, www.c3nc.com.